0: With Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSense, the Sports
1: Betting Network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host live out here in Las Vegas. Your other host is Across America out in Boston. It's Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon,
2: Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Tuesday, my man. So much to get to Uh, a lot of big news here in the coaching circles. We got some movement here on these AFC and MC championship games. Uh, And we also have Greg Hoops Peterson, our guy coming in to talk some college hoops. But Pritch real quick yesterday. How about Ole Miss, the Rebels, getting it done for contrarians? This is a takeaway, uh, I think, if you're betting on college basketball on a daily basis. Early in the year, we didn't have conference play. Now we're deep into conference Mm -hmm. play. And conference play, to me, Pritch, is kind of like in these spots, I like to bet on these kind of these gross dogs. So kind of like in the NFL, we lean on divisional dogs or baseball divisional dogs these conference dogs in college basketball have a lot of value because of the familiarity. So really the team getting points it's to their advantage. So last night, you know, the kind of a blueprint play, keeping out for these plays moving forward. You had almost 80% of bets on the Gators, but the Gators open at minus six. Fell to minus four. Why'd the line fall if everyone's on Florida? Really sharp move there to Ole Miss. They get it done 70 to 54.
1: You know what? I cannot wait to have Greg Hoops Peterson on the program because so much to break down with college hoops. About 10, 11 games left in the season. Uh, in conference play, like you mentioned, teams meeting for the first time within the conference, too. So, uh, a lot to break down in hoops, college basketball, as we march towards the dance. But, Josh, first there was eight. Now that there, now there's Nine. Nine head coaching vacancies. We're about an hour away from uh, Sean Payton resigning as the head coach over there with the uh, the, uh, New Orleans Saints. Sorry, I'm getting confused with all these coaches right now. Uh, But the New Orleans Saints, Sean Payton, had enough. I mean, without Drew Brees, I guess that's going to be easy for you. Uh, now, Mickey Loomis is in the building. Uh, Mickey was up in Seattle with me, and Mickey Loomis, uh, the GM front office situation up there uh, in, in New Orleans, it's going to be interesting what direction they go in uh, after Sean Payton. Uh, and no quarterback, no franchise quarterback. And then also you wonder uh, what the coaching landscape is going to look like too now that there's nine head coaching vacancies. I don't know how much, if that's the most ever, but this is incredible to me right now with Sean Payton.
2: Yeah, and Pritch, this came kind of as a shocker to me because Peyton, one of the longest tenured coaches here, great track record. I got some stats for you just from a betting perspective to kind of show how successful Peyton was when we all knew it with a Drew Brees. You know, they have won Super Bowl. Maybe they should have won another one here. But if you look at just from a betting perspective, mm-hmm. Sean Peyton in the regular season, 152-89 and 89 with the Saints, 63%. Uh, believe it or not, you know even though you're laying a lot of those favorite prices, he's actually up 17 units betting on Peyton every game, even though he was favored in a lot of these. But really, Pritch, it was this ATS as a, um, a dog in particular, but really just against the spread. Peyton was the third most profitable uh, head coach against the spread behind only Belichick and Mike McCarthy. 133 and 105 against the spread, 56%. $100 guy or girl went up would have been up almost uh, $3,000 here, betting every Sean Payton game. And uh, really as a dog, 46 and 29 against the spread, 61% nine and eight in the postseason. So Peyton, I was surprised, Pritch. You know, uh, is this rebuild mode now for, uh, yes. for uh, the Saints? <laughs> and, and also, he's under contract in a couple more years. So if he wanted to come back, almost like Gronk with the Patriots, you'd have to compensate the Saints. But yeah. uh, do they bottom out and rebuild, Prech? I think that really might be uh, the next move here I for the Saints. I tell you what, there could be 10. Keep an eye on Dallas right now. <laughs> uh, and Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones is adamant about
1: going back to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, not a lot of time. I mean, he's got that urgency out there. He's created that uh, certainly in big. D out there with the Cowboys. Okay, injury notes uh, that we got to get to for the playoffs coming up. Conference championship games. Okay, the 49ers. I was worried about Trent Williams. Uh, I was. I thought he was a product of the cold weather. Uh, I think the 49ers escaped something here because it was a low ankle sprain, not a high ankle sprain uh, there for Trent Williams. Uh, he was on crutches though uh, after the game, Josh. So uh, again, this line—you look at what the Rams are doing presently with that defensive front uh, without Trent Williams. I-, I think the 49ers are going to be uh, in the world of hurt.
2: Yeah, and again, we're going to have to see how this, you know, plays out because again, he was seen in that walking boot or crutches. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, if you can—if uh, you can walk, Bridge, it's the postseason. You play, so we'll see if he can give it a go. Not 100 uh, really, percent, though. Not 100 percent. At it. That is true. And there was one play, Pritch, I saw on Twitter where he kind of like pulled uh, from left to right and absolutely destroyed somebody (laughs) on the Packers. So, uh, yeah, this is a guy that you definitely want in your lineup here to help your running game and offset. Obviously, you know, these bookend really good pass rushers, uh, Floyd and Von Miller. But, Pritch, the only thing I noticed between yesterday and today is that the juice is not – it's still leaning toward the, the 49ers. So, remember, this game opened, you know, L.A. Rams laying three and a half. Uh, up until yesterday, it was really juiced up towards San Fran, like plus 3.5, minus 120. I grabbed the 3.5 thinking it's imminent here. It's going to go to 3. But some of these shops are evening out a little bit. You're still juiced up on the 49ers side. But I don't know if this is Trent Williams related. Uh, We did get some good news on Debo Samuel. He should be good to go here. Mm -hmm. But all those minus 120s with the 49ers 3.5, are like minus 115 now. So it's still juiced up to San Fran, but that was the one thing I noticed between yesterday and today. It's evening out a little bit, and it didn't go to three. We're going to have to wait on this next move. Yeah, it gets
1: interesting because Tristan Wurst, it came out, it was revealed that he had two torn ligaments in that ankle that he tried to play on. Uh, obviously, that was a painful situation right there. That's why he was ruled out. Now, Trent Williams, you know, because I've been asked this question, uh, will he do what's necessary? Will he become a pro football player and do what's necessary to be on the field for his team? right? And that's the training room. That's the medicine in the training room. And I don't know if you mess with that with an ankle with a big man like that, right? So he's going to be in pain. He's going to have to suck it up and play against that defensive line right now. vaughn Miller or Leonard Floyd or even Aaron Donald if they line him up outside as well.
2: Yeah. And again, remember with Washington, they had a big disagreement there with the medical staff, I believe Mm -hmm. Pritch about how to treat injuries. So, you know, Trent Williams, uh, again, again, you're going to want to play, you know, you kind of died went to heaven going to San Fran. Now you (laughs) got a shot at another Super Bowl. So anything he can do to make this happen, he's going to get out there. But again, this is a guy that, Hey, you know, he values his health. And if there's a medical question of, you know, the team wants this versus the player wants this, you've been down this road before with Williams. I expect him to give it a go Pritch. We'll see how effective he can be. I'm also wondering Pritch, any, any take you have here on the total because you know, we have seen historically these mm-hmm. conference championship overs have done pretty well, 22 and 11, 67% over the last couple de- uh about two decades, basically. But this is actually one line that fell a little bit, 47 down to 46 and a half or 46. So it looks like maybe some under movement here. We know the 49ers kind of play these lower scoring games. They are now two and oh, in the under in the playoffs. Right. What do you think, Fritch? Is this a, you know, divisional under line dipping a little bit? Maybe we get some of that another, you know, 20 to 17 type game.
1: Yeah. It gets interesting with that total because I think you can wipe away nervousness and tightness. I mean, you're going to be nervous before any game in every game in the NFC Conference Championship game, certainly going to be nervous as well. But you got Kyle Shanahan who's been to a Super Bowl, even though he lost. You got McVay who's been to a Super Bowl, even though he lost. And so they're going to know how to prepare this team or their uh, respective teams on how to get ready emotionally for this game. Uh, So I don't anticipate a slow start. I really don't. I think the Rams are clicking, especially what they just did last week. Stafford, a lot of confidence in that guy now. Uh, and then you look at the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan is as confident as ever right now. Uh, call and play is in Debo Samuel. You're right about him in that injury situation. Uh, that was a great uh, situation for them. He took a helmet to the knee. Uh, so that's a bruised thigh. Uh, you can do some treatment on that. if it, Hopefully it's not a deep bruised thigh, uh, but you can certainly get back uh, in a week's time and be highly effective out there. So uh, that total is in question. I mean, I could be looking at the over on that one.
2: Yeah, I'm going to have to see how this plays out, Pritch. Early move to the under. Maybe you get some buyback. Mm-hmm. Remember, we've seen these playoff totals kind of early in the week move one way and then kind of come back the other way. So, you know, don't lock yourself into something unless you feel like you have a really good edge early in the week. Um, I would kind of mention it. My brain just got thinking here, Pritch, about yeah. uh, starting fast and starting early if you're the Rams first quarter, they're only minus a half point. So can you basically be up by one or more in the first quarter? (laughs) Typically, we've seen the Rams get out big quick, Uh, obviously almost, you know, gave it up there against Brady there late, but kind of the 49ers are kind of that hang in there, hang in there, hang in there, and then make a move late in the game. So if you like the, the Rams to start fast here, First quarter, only laying a half point, that could be worth a look. Okay, they did not sell tickets either to outside the greater Los
1: Angeles area. Uh, and McVeigh is employing everybody not to sell their tickets, L.A. fans. So we'll see <laughs> how that develops during the week, too. Okay, Bengals Chiefs, we know about Terran Matthew, uh, the safety. He is in concussion protocol. Uh I would expect him to be back again. He's a tough player. Uh, and these players, they're, they're clearing concussion protocol sooner than later these days, uh, in particular in, in playoff games, divisional rounds, and certainly the conference championship. Uh, I would expect him to be on the field against the Bengals.
2: I would too, Pritch. And, you know, kind of looking at this one, if you're looking for your top contrarian play of the weekend, obviously we only have two games to pick from, but this would be your contrarian spot. If you want to bet against the public, which had a really good weekend this past weekend, you're looking at Kansas City getting about 65% of bets. So two out of three bets going here on the Chiefs, obviously after, you know, recency bias, what we watched on Sunday night, I think a lot of the public is saying I don't care what the number is. Mahomes is back in the zone. This team is unbeatable. Just late with KC, but I'm still thinking I'm waiting out for that seven and a half bridge. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get it. A lot of these books open. You know, Kansas City laying seven. I saw an open one opener of six and a half. Big majority of bets here on Kansas City at home, and we're really close. Kind of the juice movement again. Still leaning 49ers, but on the other in this other game, kind of leaning uh, Kansas City. So if you like Kansas City, you know minus seven is probably going to be your best number. Also, you know I bet they're going to be a very popular teaser seven down to just laying one, you know, just win at home at Arrowhead, almost like that number there against the Bills. Uh, but I'm holding out for the seven and a half, Rich. I think you're going to get it. And a couple of things I look for, again, a dog who can score. This right. is a, a Cincinnati team who can uh, light it up on the scoreboard, who can keep pace or maybe backdoor cover. You have that familiarity just, uh, you know, about a month ago. They had that big upset win over the Chiefs, 34-31. Uh, and, again, Kansas City, we've seen them uh, cash for quite a few overs, Pritch. So what are you thinking with this total? You know, movement to the over, 53-and-a-half, up to around 54. Uh, you have had seven straight overs with the Chiefs. Do we get another high-scoring game? And what do you think, Pritch? If you get the 7 and a half would the Bengals be worth a look to you? Yeah,
1: absolutely, Josh. I'm waiting on that, too. I'm waiting for the developments of that line movement, if we get any, uh, during the week. Uh, Certainly, but I find it very interesting that you have the West Coast influence on all four teams here. Uh, The Bengals, Chiefs, uh, and certainly the Rams and the 49ers. Uh, The Chiefs do a little mixture of air raid. But if you think about the, uh, the Bengals, which I mentioned weeks ago, when you consider the Bengals, consider them L.A. East. Uh, it's Zach Taylor. It's is Sean McVay. It's really, uh, by design, uh, the, what the Bengals have turned into. So consider that uh, when you're looking at these totals for sure. It's time to prepare for the big game. And we want to make sure v is a part of your plans. Our championship weekend will have 56 hours of free video coverage on vsin.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game bedcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the VCEN betting experts before, during, and after the action. All on vcene.com. Well, coming up on the program, Greg Hoops Peterson cannot wait for his appearance. College basketball, that's next.
0: He sends. the Sports
1: Betting Network. NFL playoff season is here, and it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip. With your state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sports, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit Gym for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. My Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. And so is our guest, Greg Peterson, host of Sin's The Greg Peterson Experience, and also Coast to Coast Hoops podcast, which is outstanding, by the way, Greg. Uh, thanks for your time today. How are you?
4: I appreciate the kind words, and I am doing terrific. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Of course. Um, You know, we got some big games on on the schedule tonight. Um, Arizona, UCLA, I want to start there. I know Arizona, (laughs) I can't believe where they are right now, to be honest with you, but Floyd's doing a great job. They're Gonzaga South. But I want to know, are they for real, and what you think about this game against UCLA, who is battle-tested, I believe. They're catching three points at home, by the way.
4: I think that they are for real. Arizona's in the is in the top 10 in both offensive and defensive efficiency, which is merely the amount of points that you score slash allow on a per possession basis. With that said, I think that the line has went a little bit too far. We've seen quite a few three and a half pop up today right now in a lot of books. We're seeing a three and I would want the points here with UCLA, not necessarily the money line because I want to in this myself as Arizona being able to be a two and a half point favorite. So I do think that Arizona should be the rightful favorite, and a little bit of this has to play into the fact that these teams out there in the state of California, a lot of them have been playing without fans, slash with very limited fans due to COVID concerns. So that has played a little bit of a factor in this. But when it comes to Arizona, this team certainly is the real deal. But I mean, you want to speak about a real deal? How about a team in UCLA that wanted to make the Final Four last year, and now they've got Cody Riley back in the fold. Johnny Juzang has been solid for this team. But on top of that, Tiger Campbell, though, he's went a little bit colder in recent games. He's shooting over 40% for three-point range. After last year, he couldn't hit the broad side of the barn. So these are two teams I believe are worthy of being in the top 10. I've got Arizona ranked ahead of UCLA, but at the same time, true home game year for UCLA, and you're catching three. I think that that's relatively solid value to be able to take the points, not necessarily the money line in this spot, though, in my opinion.
2: Greg, it's great to see you, my man, and I'm with you on UCLA. Hi. One thing jumped out to me, inflated line, one of your top contrarian plays of the night. I'm seeing around 80% of bets on Arizona. Great record, better ranked team here. But again, they open like one and a half up to three. To me, the buy low spot now is grabbing through with, Arizona, so, or, uh, with UCLA, so let's go Bruins. But let's go to another game here, um, uh, Greg. What jumped out to me, Michigan State and Illinois, two Big Ten teams here, both ranked. You look at their metrics, they're pretty similar here, but the line is going to Michigan State. Illinois opened at a lot of shops, laying six and a half. It's it's now down to four and a half. Uh, if you look at Michigan State, they're 4-0 on the road. They're 6-1 in conference. Would you be looking at grabbing the points with Sparty tonight, Greg?
4: I think that this line move is justified just because the big thing right now is nobody knows if Kofi Coburn is going to play or not. And the reason why I do agree with this line move going towards Michigan State is because Kofi Coburn needs to be cleared in order to play. He has yet to be cleared. He's going through concussion protocol. You would think that if he was good to go by now, they probably would have said a little bit of something. And even if he is winding up getting cleared, you just don't know if he's going to be 100% either. When it comes to injury information, when it comes to looking at these things, it's not only will the player play, but will he be firing out cylinders, missing practice? That does wind up factoring into this a little bit as well. I want to wind this at three and a half, assuming that Kofi Coburn would not wind up playing in this game. Right now, we've gotten a little bit closer to this because this is the line that was more around five and a half to slash six on the open. Now we're seeing it right around four and a half to five. So we've sort of taken a middle ground approach as to whether or not Kofi Coburn is going to be playing. Because if Kofi Coburn were to be in, I'd be setting this line more around six personally. So I do think that this line move is justified just because at this point, it's not looking great for Kofi Coburn getting out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. On top of that, too, Hoops, I mean, you got these two teams meeting for the first time. When you you look at games like this, uh, meeting for the first time within the conference, a big game uh, within the Big Ten, uh, do you factor that in at all?
4: I do factor that in a little bit. And I do think that it's really important to take a look at time number two when it comes to these games as well, just because typically the team that winds up dropping game one they give you a little bit more of a spirited effort in game two. You just take a look at that in any sport. We see yeah. it in the NFL. We see it in baseball. We see it in college basketball the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. The team that wound up winning the first time around, you're less likely to be making changes. You're just going to try to execute or wound up working game one. Meanwhile, if you lost game one, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and Ooh. trying to expect different results So, you're going to be expecting more changes from that team that wound up losing. They're going to be diving into the tape, seeing what wound up going wrong, and trying to correct those things. So, I do think that that is such an important factor, looking at game one of a Big Ten slash any conference rivalry versus game two.
2: Greg, love to, love to get your take on Auburn. They just became, for the first time in school history, the number one team in the nation. So congrats to them. Right now, they're ten to one to cut down the nets. If you look at Ken Palm, he's got Auburn fifth uh, behind Gonzaga, Arizona, Baylor, and Houston. So, Greg, how do you uh, kind of extrapolate this team going into you know conference tournaments, March Madness? Is Auburn uh, at ten to one a value play to cut down the nets? And also, your take on Jabari Smith? I've watched a couple games with this kid. He reminds me of a young Kevin Garnett. What do you think about him? Maybe number one pick in the draft next year.
4: If Kevin Garnett had a nice three-pointer, should I add? Because, I mean, that has been absolutely tremendous. (laughs) I think he's going to be a top-five pick. I think that he's going to be a star in the NBA. So, I feel you there. And when it comes to what you're able to get out of Auburn, I think 10-1 to seems relatively correct. I've got Auburn along with Gonzaga, and then you're able to throw in their Arizona, all within a half a point of each other at this point. You've got a just jumbled up a little bit more college basketball landscape than you had last year. Last year, it was Gonzaga number one, Baylor number two, and then everyone else was trailing way far behind. This year, you've got a lot of other teams that they are able to contend for number one. So when it comes to Auburn being sort of that in the top five with regards to the odds to be able to win the national title game, I think that it is relatively correct. I don't think that it's a great value play. I don't think that you're getting necessarily barbecued on this play either. So I think it sort of is one of these cases in which Auburn being at 10 to 1 feels like the correct number.
1: We're speaking with Greg Peterson, host of v uh, The Greg Peterson Experience, also Coast to Coast Hoops podcast. Follow him on Twitter uh, at g underscore 81. Uh, Hoops is getting us hyped for college basketball. I don't know about you, Josh, but I'm getting hyped right now. Uh, Mississippi State and Kentucky. Uh, so this game, I was looking at the total right now at the South Point is 142 and a half. Uh, the lines dropped from nine and a half to nine here. Uh, Kentucky Lane nine. Uh, a chance for points. Uh, I'm anticipating a chance for points in this matchup. Greg.
4: I think what a lot of people are forgetting with Mississippi State is that though this team ranks in the top 20 with regards to points scored on a per possession basis, this is also a team that, They rank in the bottom 75 in terms of possessions, and then you've got a Kentucky team that they're shooting a much better from three-point range, but I anticipate a lot of one-and-done possessions Mm. in this game. By that, I mean there's not going to be a lot of offensive rebounds because you've got a guy by the name of Oscar Shebae that plays for Kentucky, and he's given you nearly 15 rebounds per game. He has been absolutely tremendous on that side of things. Also, for Mississippi State, do have some concerns when it comes to the backcourt just because and Watts, Transfer from Michigan State. He has done absolutely nothing for this team. Now, Shaquille Moore has been exactly what Rocket Watts has not been this year, but I want to say this the one at 137, I take a look at it under. Both of these teams are relatively solid when it comes to the defensive side of things. And Kentucky made them a nine point favorite. I would think some nine and a half to tens out there in the market a little bit earlier. I want planning on that. And with regards to a nine, I would rather take nine points with Mississippi State rather than lay nine with Kentucky here personally, though. Obviously, this is one in which, with it being right on my number right now of nine, it would be sort of a wait-and-see approach there. But when it comes to Mississippi State, relatively battle-tested team. They do a solid job down low now, having Tolu Smith back in the fold. It's one of those cases in which I think that this is a relatively correct number. I would rather take the points rather than lay them here with it being nine.
2: Greg we wish we could break down all these games for you but uh, of course uh, your coast to coast pod I think that's where betters want to go for more uh, breakdowns for Greg but Greg one more game here see if you have a lean at all Texas and TCU Texas 14 and 5 TCU 13 and 3 I think the public is just saying hey two really good teams and TCU is at home let me just grab the points but I've actually seen movement toward Texas a lot of these books open laying two two and a half some books two to two and a half or uh, two even two and a half maybe inching toward three what do you think about this one Greg would you grab the points at home with TCU or is this kind of a, a low number maybe a money line or maybe look at texas here
4: texas has been quite a bit of a disappointment this year but i think that this is a good buy low spot on them with TCU, they've been one of the better offensive rebounding teams in the country and they've been able to play some solid basketball out here in the big 12 but this is a play in which i trusted chris beard to be able to get these guys firing out cylinders he seems to always get his team picking towards this time of the season so i'm here to lay the two and a slash three points over texas Made them a four point favorite. Also like the over. Set this total 124, two defense-oriented teams. But at the same time, I think we went a little bit too low with regard to this total.
1: Always, always outstanding. Greg, we cannot thank you enough for your time today.
4: Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you.
1: Oh, uh, thank you very much. A lot of great information right there. Again, Coast to Coast Hoops podcast. Again, follow Greg Peterson on Twitter at GUnit underscore81. Uh, When we continue the program, we'll get back to the National Football League with the Super Bowl odds. It's coming up next right here on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSen, the Sports
1: Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties, like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you, Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com find to locate a store near you, that's ZYN.com slash fine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the program, Betting Across America. Your hosts are Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum today, as always. <laughs> I'm in Vegas. Josh is in Boston. Josh uh, Pritchardamus. How about that one? Uh, <laughs> the Joe Shane to New York, the Giants, and now Ryan Poles, uh, The GM. Uh, that the Chicago Bears selected there uh, a young GM. I, I mean, I, I thought that you know maybe some teams would have thought he was too young, but you can see these teams that are dysfunctional. They want the process. Like Buffalo, how did you do it, and and how are you consistent and going to remain this level of play with your players? You drafted very well, certainly, uh, and then free agents along the way, and then Kansas City where Ryan Poles is coming from. I mean, sustained excellence right there, right? Four straight AFC Conference Championship games. So you see these teams, they want the process that those two gentlemen are going to provide for their teams.
2: I'm right there with you, Pritch. And by the way, can we get hashtag Pritch the Domus, uh, trending on Twitter today? Because uh, you are totally right, my man. You, you are spot on with a lot of these calls, and I really give you the, the props that you deserve. But I think you're totally right. You know, looking at, um, obviously, with polls here, taking, uh, you know, uh, basically a branch from that uh, great tree of, of Kansas City. And again, to the process, you know, if you're the Bears, you want to hire someone that, you know, has experience with a young quarterback uh, and really has just been surrounded by a lot of, a, a, you know, winning, fra- a winning franchises, you know, coaches who kind of know what they're doing here. So I think it's kind of a smart move by the Bears. Obviously a big upgrade here uh, for polls now going uh, from, what was he, director or assistant director of player personnel now becoming the head man there in Chicago. So what's he going to do? You know, you got to work with fields, you know, obviously you're, you're known mm-hmm. for your defense here, but. You know, if you see some value there and now you can write the ship, I think this is a pretty good hire in general. Uh, and, Pritch, now with all these openings, uh, we're going to lean on you even more because all your inside intel is coming through. <laughs> I think you're, what are you, two for two for uh, for these uh, over the last week or so?
1: Yeah, only five draft picks up there in Chicago, though. He's got his work cut out for him. Uh, <laughs> but it is about Justin Fields and, and maybe acquiring picks if they can, but certainly the pro personnel standpoint and the process. I mean, can they assemble players? Can they bring players offensively? Uh, mind you, to Chicago, which I think they can because they got a pretty good defense when it comes to personnel, uh, and then they got to name a coach, too. So that's going to be very, very interesting uh, as the weeks or days progress here in the National Football League. Okay, now the Super Bowl uh, is upon us. Not yet. we got conference championship, but when it does, uh, we got these odds to discuss right now, Josh, uh, because getting out in front of it in terms of the Super Bowl, the Chiefs plus 120, uh, the Rams plus 200, the 49ers plus 450, the Bengals, at plus 800. You got the conference as well. I mean, AFC, you can lay it, uh, minus 115 to win the Super Bowl or the NFC, minus
2: 105 as well. So the first thing that jumps out to me, Pritch, you know, the Chiefs, obviously, plus 120. They, this is a team that you maybe uh, probably wanted to target prior to that Bills game, obviously. They're 375 at that point. Uh, now you have, obviously, Brady out of the picture here. Chiefs are the clear-cut favorite it's real. It's kind of funny, Pritch. Anytime we talk about, you know, what do you want to do with the futures bet? To me, there's where's the value and where do you think maybe something's going to happen? Like mm-hmm. I go back to a few years ago when the Browns were really terrible and they were getting all these like you know, 200 to one Super Bowl tickets because the value was great. The value is great, but what's the value mean if you don't cash a ticket and it doesn't come through for you? So uh, you could say, you know, Bengals plus 800 have some value. Can they upset the Chiefs? Who knows? Maybe they can. Uh, but I think the value to me the most likely outcome is obviously the Chiefs based on the number. And that's also the biggest line this weekend, so if you're looking at Super Bowl favorite, uh, they're set favored by seven, maybe seven and a half, whereas that San Fran Rams game is three and a half, so it's kind of based on the number the books are telling you it's more likely that the Chiefs advance of all these four teams. In terms of value though, Pritch, I'm kind of looking at the 49ers in this spot, plus 450. Uh, I know they're a dog here at at, uh, at the Rams, but the juice is on their side. They've kind of had the number of the Rams here, you know, winning the last two. Uh, you also have uh, you know Shanahan, who's kind of been there, done that. I know mcveigh has been in the Super Bowl, too. But I just kind of like the mojo they're playing with, going on the road, winning these games. I don't know if it's the most likely thing to happen, but in terms of value, the plus 450 with the 49ers jumps out to me. Yeah, it does kind of jump out
1: right there, um, but you're relying on Jimmy G, uh, because he <laughs> is unlike everybody else that, that plays quarterback with those four teams, those three teams are remaining outside of the 49ers. So, uh, because you got Mahomes, a unicorn, uh, with Kansas City, you got Stafford, who is a gunslinger, uh, the interceptions, but yet he's still confident in his ability uh, with the Rams and then with the Bengals. I mean, Joe Burrow, my goodness, what this young man has done uh, throughout the playoffs so far, even towards the end of the season. And then here we have Garoppolo, uh, who is riding right the coattails of Debo Samuel, really, and Kyle Shanahan, his creativity as a play caller. So, I mean, plus 450, it is, it is attractive, but I mean – I don't know if I want to jump all over that right now with my wallet.
2: Yeah, I totally get that, Pritch. And again, you're kind of up against that you are a dog in this spot. So I think maybe the safest pick is obviously the Chiefs here. The Rams, though, plus 200, better payout than the Chiefs. You know, they are favored. What if they do get by San Fran and you do kind of uh, maybe take advantage two good offenses, but you probably give the check mark to the the Rams defense in a, in a Super Bowl, right, Pritch? So mm-hmm. I think that's something to keep an eye out for. Now, the other thing as a better, always kind of compare different props or options for you, no matter kind of what the sport is. So, for example, like going to uh, who will win this Super Bowl, you know, the conference bet here, AFC slight favorite -115, NFC -105. But my question is, you know, why would you lay AFC -115 when you could get the Chiefs at plus money? Right. I mean, obviously AFC -115 on the off chance that the Bengals upset the Chiefs and then they win the Super Bowl, you are getting another, you know, dog in the fight there. But to me, I think instead of kind of betting on that AFC NFC one, you target the Chiefs plus 120. You're getting a better payout and in your mind you kind of got to map out how this thing'll work. If the Chiefs win, then you're in the Super Bowl. Hey, that's a, that's a better price plus 120 than minus 115. You know what, Josh? Now that I think about it too, I'm thinking the Chiefs, Rams, and
1: 49ers, maybe betters have already placed future bets and it got better prices. Uh, you know, if that's the case, what about placing a bet here on the Bengals plus 800? If you already have one of uh, those other teams in pocket?
2: Yeah, I think that's a great point. I'm glad you kind of had that ca- uh, caveat, Pritch, because if you're betting these futures now, on the one hand, it's like, okay, there's only four. So, mm-hmm. you know, theoretically, it's a 25% chance I'll get one of these right but you're really getting the worst of the number at this point. Like, uh, you know, you could have targeted a lot of these teams much earlier. I think starting the playoffs, Bengals were more like 20-1, to to 22-1, something like that. So, obviously, you're kind of getting the worst of it at this point. So, with futures, it's always that tightrope where you want to bet it early to get the best number, but you also kind of want to wait late to kind of get more information, more data, and kind of get a better feel for maybe the competitors or the path. So, uh, Prince, one team that, you know, uh, again, looking at Bengals here, uh, what are the chances they do upset the Chiefs? Would you be shocked by that upset? You know, let's think, let's, let's go crazy here. What if the plus 800 comes through?
1: I wouldn't be shocked, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I would not be shocked if that happens. Joe Burrow has done something that no other uh, Bengal quarterback has done, and that's when playoff games on the road. Uh, consider that. Think about that for a minute with that franchise, and I certainly have been familiar with players that's been there, uh, that's played with that organization uh, and, you know, to identify Burrow the way that they did and then pair him up with Chase and not take an offensive lineman, that's paid off for sure, right? Now, can they complete the journey, though? Uh, you think about Andy Reid, that experience. I mentioned Kyle Shanahan, his experience in the Super Bowl, and I also mentioned, mentioned Sean McVay and his experience in the Super Bowl. Zach Taylor is the odd man, odd man out, but he is Sean McVay, though. He is what Sean McVay has started with L.A., and, and that's what they have in Cincinnati right now with the Bengals.
2: Yeah, I think if you're a Bengals better here and you're going to look at that plus 800, you're going to need some turnovers. You're going to need some fumbles. Maybe Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, get some interceptions here. You're going to need Burrow to be flawless. You're going to need to not be sacked nine times again, Pritch, although uh, they won last time with the nine sacks, so we'll see about that. Another thing that I'm thinking about, you know, kind of comparing like AFC, NFC mm-hmm. versus like, you know, picking a futures bet here. I just pulled up the latest Super Bowl MVP odds. Maybe you target Patrick Mahomes plus 180 right now. That's another way to kind of think of the same thing, almost like, you know, Pritch, remember when we are doing baseball and, like, Jacob deGrom is on the mound, but yet the Mets are, like, minus 300. Well, maybe you take deGrom, you know, uh, team total, his opposing team total, under or maybe over strikeouts. There's different ways to kind of bet the same thing in your head. So if you think the Chiefs can win it all uh, and maybe Kelsey or, or, you know, Tyree Kill doesn't steal the MVP, you're getting – what would you rather have, plus 180 MVP Mahomes or plus 120 Chiefs to win the Super Bowl? Oh, that could also be uh, maybe may worth
1: a comparison. Oh, yeah, there. absolutely. Again, go back to that
2: game in 2018, I believe,
1: uh, the Rams and the chiefs 54 uh, 51 <laughs> incredible game go back and watch that tape uh, for sure uh, and then the Bengals uh, chiefs will be a rematch of the Super Bowl recently that we 've seen now if the Bengals win too uh, looking at that odds for the NFC obviously that 's going to change uh, they're minus 105 right now I mean is that I mean you would have to anticipate the Bengals winning if you want to go ahead and lay that price uh, with the NFC
2: smart move by you Pritch. Yeah, exactly like if you think that minus 105 you know small juice there uh could be worth a look you're gonna need the Bengals to win and then whatever who wins that San Francisco Rams game you know that's gonna be probably a minus number and I'm curious what that would be like let's say the Rams favorite favorite here they win the Super Bowl's in their home stadium what will would they be against the Bengals Pritch yeah. minus five something <laughs> like that yeah, I don't sure. know well you know what we have an excellent
1: and awesome producer who helps us out, Ben Wilson, uh, right there, Josh Applebaum. Great discussion on odds to win the Super Bowl MVP as well as the Super Bowl odds uh, that are always going to change. Come up next on the program. We're going to get to Josh Applebaum and his market insights. It's next.
0: The Sports Betting Network.
1: BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game. If either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSEN200 when you make your first bet. Plus, earn M life rewards that you can redeem for in rooms and dining at any MGM resort. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. And use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets of three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Visit betmgym.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So we got the NBA, Josh, the Association Lakers and the Nets. Old guys pick up basketball. Uh, (laughs) I mean, the Lakers are laying three on a brutal road trip, though. No Kyrie because it's home. Uh, No Durant, KD. But AD (laughs) is coming back for the Lakers, probable in this matchup, and they still have LeBron.
2: Yeah, and Pritch, this is the most heavily bet game of the night. A couple of different factors here. Number one, public is all over the Lakers, and I think that could be a dangerous proposition tonight. Okay. Uh, Lakers, obviously, with their age, we poke fun at them, but uh, that is something that to uh, take into account, even though LeBron is having statistically, you know, one of his best offensive years. But you have uh, no Durant. No Kyrie, you're still going to have James Harden, but then you have Anthony Davis coming back for the Lakers. And the public just says, no Kyrie, you know, no Durant, and you're giving me AD, give me the Lakers all day here. But despite a majority of bets on the Lakers pitch, Lakers open as a three-point favorite. And they pretty much stayed minus three. So this is what uh, I like to refer to as a line freeze. When you have a majority of bets on one team, yet the line doesn't move. Tells me, you know, normally Lakers with a majority of bets should go to up to three and a half or up to four. But they've stayed where they're at. And even some shops throughout the day, Pritch, I saw a couple, you know, briefly dip down to two and a half. So it looks like all liability has kind of been on the nets in this spot. I'll take the Nets plus three. Uh, you're kind of buying low on, you know, hey, they got no shot with no Kyrie and Durant. This is a team that's played well at home, and you look at the Lakers on the road. They're only 8-12, and 12, and really it's the of Brooklyn you're leaning on. Uh, they rank fifth in offensive efficiency. Lakers only 23rd in offensive mm-hmm. efficiency. I'll take the plus three here tonight with the Nets. Yeah, I mean, the line movement, probably you can
1: point directly at Anthony Davis' uh, name probable in this game, right? But he's been off a long time, since December, mm-hmm. Uh, If you think about how many games he's missed and, uh, you know, we think about Derrick Henry. Yeah, he was coming back, but the impact. But it's going to take time for A.D. to incorporate himself back on the court with the Lakers away that the Lakers want him to play, certainly towards the end of the season, towards the playoffs as well.
2: Yeah, great point by you, Pritch, kind of comparing, you know, AD to Henry. I think it's a great comparison here. And just from the fact of, you know, should the Lakers be laying 3, you know, I'm not going to say against anyone, like obviously, you know, you're playing a, you know, Detroit Pistons, you know, mm-hmm. lines going to be much higher here, Pritch, but kind of from the fact of you're 23 and 24. I mean, we're kind of waiting for the Lakers to become the Lakers, but what if they're just a mediocre team? You know, obviously they're going to be dangerous if they're, a, you know, a 7 seed, 6-7 seed, something like that, or maybe they, you know, have to be in the play-in tournament here. But I just think to me, you know, we see that you see this all the time with the betting public the name, the Lakers, you know, the the purple and, and the yellow, you know, it's just, you got to play him here on a short number with LeBron and 80 back. But my question is, why didn't this line go up? We kind of knew it was baked in the cake that Anthony Davis would return and really it didn't shoot up, you know, opening one and now up to four with Davis and he was kind of expected to be in. It hasn't moved at all. That tells me books don't want to hand out a three and a half to contrarian Nets betters. So I'm going to, I'll be, I'll be sweating the Nets plus three tonight. Prince.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a good choice. I believe because LeBron James averaging 40 points a game. I mean, really, that's insane Mm -hmm. right now. Uh, But yet, it's that building uh, against the Nets. And uh, you think about LeBron and his impact in a game like this, right, Uh, when you know everybody's going to be watching it. So uh, look out for props there for sure. Again, averaging almost 40 points, 40 minutes uh, a game uh, so far this season at his age. It really is incredible. Uh, Let's get to uh, the Mavs and the Warriors because Klay Thompson is questionable. I was wondering when that was going to happen as a guy came back from – Two devastating injuries right there. Iggy's going to be out as well as Draymond Green. Um, but the Warriors, again, laying three and a half against the Mavs. Two eleven is a total.
2: Yeah, so obviously, you know, pay attention to the injury report for this game. You know, Clay, I guess, in a good way, he has some knee soreness. So it's not, you right. know, the Achilles here or a lot of those injuries he's dealt with that, you know, took, you know, two big seasons away from him in his career. So I guess in a way, the fact that it's knee is a little bit better than a re-aggravation of one of these right. big injuries. Tired Rich, legs. This is kind of a... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tired legs, which is, hey, you know, you'll get back into shape. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, you know, sitting on the couch for a while, I know he worked out hard, but it's different. Now you're back into NBA uh, and you got to work your conditioning in. But Pritch, this line hasn't moved at all. I'm not going to make a decision here until we get, you know, a, kind of a Thompson update. It kind of opened three and a half. It stayed three and a half. You do have majority bets. Uh, it kind of surprising to me grabbing the Mavericks plus the points here. You know, the Warriors had ha- have had a couple losses here recently. But what I would look at, Pritch, if I'm going to bet this game, I look toward the under. Uh, this total open around 212. It's down to 211. I see some shops 210 and a half. You've got a lot of movement to the under. And these are two of the slowest paced teams uh, in all of the NBA and really good under teams as well Dallas on the year 32 and 13 to the under that's unbelievable Chris. they play a lot of these you know 105 to 97 games you look at Golden State they're 29 and 16 to the under so I know in those spots it's like you know it looks too good to be true do you go the other way take the over to me this is an under or nothing and I got to get the status on clay before we bet this game not
1: used to seeing this team in this position but the Spurs you know with their records so far this year Josh it's not inspiring for sure Uh, and then Houston Who knows what's going to happen with Houston, but they do score. (laughs) So you got 233 and a half in the total of this game. And the Spurs laying five on the road.
2: Yeah, really high total. It did tick down a little bit. I think it was 235-ish down to mm-hmm. 233 and a half. Pritch, I'm gonna. This is a hazmat play, so get ready. I'm gonna go Rockets in the points here. This okay. is kind of a, a high low spot. I know they have a terrible record, 14 and 33, but they're 21 and 25 ATS. Mm-hmm. They're they've actually uh, won. I think three of their last five. You only lose by two to Golden State. This has kind of been a frisky team in the combination of Porter and Jalen Green. Uh, that's something maybe you can build around for the Rockets here. So I'm looking across the market pitch. The Spurs did have a move in their favor. They opened laying four on the road. Now they're up to five, but they're getting almost 75% of bets. And I don't think the Spurs team should be laying uh, this amount of points in such a public spot here. If you actually look, uh, San Antonio is only 8-15 and 15 on the road this year. Rockets have been a little bit frisky. I'm going to buy low, grab the Rockets plus five, kind of similar to uh, Arizona against UCLA, where the line moved to Arizona. You can buy low and take UCLA. Give me the Rockets here plus the points. You'd love a five and a half if you can shop around and find it.
1: Okay. Okay. I kind of like that, to be honest with you. Okay. Let's get to this <laughs> one because Minnesota-Portland has been a tough year for my guy, Chauncey, uh, head coach over there with Portland. Uh, 232, though, is a total, which is incredible. But – Uh, On the road here for Minnesota, they're laying three uh, in this game against Portland.
2: Yeah, so definitely some over money, Pritch. I saw some openers of around 227, 228. Now right. you're all the way to 232 and a half. I see a 233. So this thing is really on the rise. Uh, if it flies over, you'll say, hey, obviously based on the move, that was a kind of a predicted thing here. But it's just tough for me to take the over now. Now that you've missed, you know, five points of of line value, like you know, wise guys who got the over 227, 228, 229. Let's say this thing lands 230, Pritch, they cash, but you're late to the party yeah. and, and you get a loss. That's something you always got to keep in mind. You know, not only who you're betting or what side or total, but what number are you getting? So definitely over movement. Um, but to me, the play here would be Blazers plus three. I got down on Blazers plus three, Pritch. This is another kind of a line freeze play. Uh Two thirds of bets here on the T-Wolves, yet the line open three hasn't moved at all. You're seeing some juice like it may get down to two and a half. And kind of Portland, you know, Damian Lillard's going to be out for a while, but they got McCollum back. They're actually 6-2 and two their last eight. They're 14 and 14-11 at home. Minnesota 10-13 and 13 on the road. And, again, big majority on Minnesota, yet the line hasn't budged at all. Tells me they got some liability on the Blazers. I'll take the three points with, uh, with Portland here.
1: All right. I like these picks right there in the NBA, Josh. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the Market Insight podcast, again, each and every day, Josh Applebaum is working on his next 500. Uh, c- clearly a <laughs> milestone right there. Congratulations on that, by the way. Uh, But College Hoops, the name of the game with the Market Insights podcast. We featured Arizona and UCLA. I I asked Greg Hoops-Peterson the question about is Arizona for real because they avoided SC. That game got canceled. (laughs) They had an easy um, non-conference schedule. Easy, easy easy-peasy one. Uh, But yet uh, uh, Tommy Floyd has done a great job. So uh, let's look at this game, Cronin, UCLA, Arizona, and Gonzaga South.
2: Yeah, so number one, Pritch, I love this as an 11 o'clock game because a lot of times based on, you know, the timing of all these games and kind of the chronological order, this is the last game of the night, You're only 11 o'clock game, two top, you know, 10 teams here. It's really heavily bet already. So by the time you get to 7, 8, 9, 10 o'clock, the number of bets are going to explode on this one. So those late games are really where I like to go contrarian and you're in a really rare spot to grab UCLA at home getting points in an Mm -hmm. unpopular play. I wouldn't call UCLA sharp because the line did move toward Arizona. You open around one and a half, now you're up to three. But I would think about grabbing the three right now because a lot of these books are juiced. Like, it may get back down to two and a half, Pritch. And UCLA, uh, Ken Palm has not losing by two. So, again, you're getting uh, three, hopefully, a little bit of line value there. Uh, UCLA is seven and one at home. And just as kind of a classic, again, not sharp, but a value play where, again, big money and uh, public money on Arizona, now you're buying low and getting a better number uh, here at home. So I'll grab the plus three here with UCLA. And Pritch, by the way, before we get out of here – Fingers crossed, Minnesota could be the next state to legalize sports betting. They're, quote, there's a better chance than not from a prominent lawmaker in Minnesota that they legalize betting. So hashtag let us bet, Rich.
1: That's right. Smoke signals again towards your state. <laughs> Josh, i waiting for that <laughs> news. Tommy, Tommy Lloyd, Tommy Lloyd, head coach there at Arizona. Great job today. Uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow. The Edge coming up next right here on VSEN, the sports betting network.